Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, in the bottom square today, get the studio kind of set up like Matt would, sending in the equipment all the way from Austin. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Boys, we back basically in the studio. I mean, you know, as close as we're going to get. Ted, it looks good seeing you holding the microphone again. I'll say that. I know. Well, I have a microphone now, but I also feel like I'm projecting more. People can hear me outside the window. <laughs> Let them know. All right. Back up there in the top left corner, get the studio for real setup. Matt, Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Ted, I, I just I love procrastinating, but not letting it stop you from making forward progress and you know we're on episode 310 you know i don't know how many it's been since we started doing them at home a lot and here we are still we put off getting you your own mic for a lot of episodes but we stuck with it and we did get to it it just took a little took a little while i love a story like that perseverance (laughs) well the other problem is is like unlike like the men's room like you know what i mean our podcast is a podcast it's like I've seen Cobb and he's like, hey, when I'm in town, remind me. And I'm like, cool. But neither of us re- ever remember to actually get the microphone. So it's like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I could be like, damn, Cobb, how'd you never get me the mic? But also, I never once reminded you in the last, what, two years you haven't lived here. Yeah, dude. And the annoying part is I've been sitting on four mics for like, honestly, five years of us doing this podcast. <laughs> like I got these when Barnes and I used to podcast. So, you know, that gives you an idea. <laughs> well, and today when I got home was like the bonus package because I was expecting something. And then I was like, what is this? But it was so plainly, <laughs> of course, it was very discreet. There was nothing on it. It just said Ted Smith. And I was like, did I order a sex toy? <laughs> or like, like a like yeah, play secret Santa with yourself. Yeah, right. I'm like racking my brain. Like, what did I order? And then I was like, oh, it's the microphone. And then the cops credit. There was a nice picture of me, him and the mayor at meltdown, a koozie and a couple stickers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes, nice, yes, yes. Nice details. All right. Question, though. Can you put a sticker on your on your cooler that you haven't been to the place? I don't even remember which sticker I sent you, but I would say yeah. Well, yeah, okay. I think the real question, honestly, first of all, I don't feel bad if you throw it away. I'd like to get that out from the jump. I like, feel like, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so like the Yeti now has like Lakefront Brewing from Milwaukee, Crux, Jimmy's Famous Seafood, an SOD sticker, Montana. And then where's the other brewery from? But I've been to all those places. So I'm like, I want to put the Austin one on there as it looks cool, but I haven't been there. Well, and that's what I was going to say is I feel like the threshold is, do you want to talk to people about it? Because really, like, that's where we're at. Like, I have some cool stickers on my laptop and like conversations arise. So it's more like, what do you want to end up in a conversation about? Because maybe somebody will see that and they're like, oh, Austin, I live in Austin. I love Austin. And then, you know. It, depending on where your confidence level is, you kind of have to be the guy who's like, oh, yeah, I've never been there. I just know a person who lives there. But 
is still you've still got that in, you know? Like they're still trying to talk to you. You're hanging out by your cooler, so I don't know. Your call. It's a tough one, right? Like I don't mind using the the koozie, right? Because it's like Texas, right? Like I've been to Texas, or you know what I mean. But I'm like, ah, yeah. If somebody starts talking to me about Austin, I'm like, I don't know. That's why, yeah. like, I like like the sticker I got at the uh, the Museum of the Miracle of America. It says, "I have visited." <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I went to Vegas. I got the T-shirt. Um, yeah, I I honestly, you know, despite giving you the sticker, I would lean towards probably not putting it on there myself, just because it's like a, I don't know. Then you got to answer questions. It's a weird flex. That'd be my inclination, but I think either way, you can't go wrong. Plus, like, look, I don't use it enough because I don't have reason to, but I bought that Yeti when we were going to Burning Man. That's a big boy Yeti. Like, if that thing's getting pulled out, it's an event where people want to chat. It's either a tailgate (laughs) or, like, a massive cookout or, like, a festival. So I feel like I got to be able to, you know, rep the stickers on there. That's true. The counter case is Yeti is from Austin, so that's something. But I don't know that, you know, that's tenuous at best. Well, it's really like, do you want to throw as many possible options out there? Do you want to cast a wide net or do you want to go deep with the people who do say something to you? You're going to be able to talk to them about it. You know, it's a strategy question. I mean, I feel like Ted's a master of conversation and confidence. And I could just see, you know, if if there was a sticker conversation going along and like, well, what about that one? You're like, oh, that one's a gift. Haven't been there. And you, you, you could, can work. You can tell them it's from a hot chick. Oh, or no, you could say it's from a friend named Aaron. <laughs> Doesn't it look with cool? an E. Aaron with an E. <laughs> Wait, you should, you should meet her boyfriend, Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, you know me. I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's Yeti. I, I got to be there. But that's my own personal code. So I was just like. No, I like that sticker, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know if there was a code on it. I think you and I are both leaning in the same direction. You know, yeah, it's like a, it's like a sign. It's like, ah, been here. Slap it on the Yeti. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Well, you know, maybe you throw that guy in the reserve. You put it in the bullpen and then, you know, bring it out to the later date. Put it on the laptop. That's not a bad call. I could put it on the laptop. laptop I have no stickers dude? on my laptop. My laptop has wild stickers on it. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even remember them. I just it just became my sticker place for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> what's it? Uh, do you guys ever watch uh, what's it? Pardon my take or whatever on Barstool. So it's Big Cat and I think it's PMT or PFT, right? He's got a sticker on there that says Alex Jones is a CIA operative. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like in the top left corner, like you can't watch their podcast and not see it. I'm like, I love that one. Wow, dude. Yeah, that's uh, man. I hate to say it, but Alex Jones is an Austin guy. (laughs) Is that where he's from? Uh, Yeah, I've been out to his neighborhood and actually um, we were on a boat a couple of weeks ago. We drove by. Uh, we went by like, you know, um, Dell computers, Michael Dell. He's got like a big ranch out there. We drove by that on the boat. We went by Rogan's house, went by, uh, um, why can I not think? Of course I can't think of his name. The guy who wrote the book green lights, famous actor. Uh, he was in, um, yeah, McCon- Matt, we went by Matt McConaughey's house. Uh, what body cool. of water is that? 
Uh, it's on Lake Austin before you hit Lake Travis. Okay. All right. That's what yeah. I was like, man. Yeah. Cause I, right. You sent a picture from boat the other day. I was like, that looks like a big body of water. It's a long body of water, but it's pretty, pretty narrow, you know? And yeah, it's, it's Lake Austin. I, I use air quotes because it's really, uh, the Colorado river. It's a dammed section of, or no, it's a dammed section of a Colorado river, but not the Colorado river. <laughs> so follow that. <laughs> but just in the interest of being accurate, I don't want those emails. Don't don't bring me that smoke. It is called the Colorado River. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. I mean, Maryland doesn't have any man or any natural lakes. We just have man-made lakes and then lakes that we call lakes, and I'm pretty sure are just giant ponds. Wait, you guys have no natural lakes? Not in the state of Maryland, no. Oh my god. That that's a real state fact right there. I wouldn't have believed if you told me any lake didn't have or any state didn't have lakes. Wow. Yeah. Th- I mean, I, I don't think we're the only one. Now, granted, we have the Chesapeake Bay and rivers. But like when I talk about Deep Creek Lake up in Western Maryland, like that was just they dammed up a river and and they flood it, you know, in the summertime and then the wintertime, they like drain it. Not all the way, but it's super low. You got to take that's why all the docks there are floating docks. Is you got to mm. take them out when they uh, lower the water. Whoa, that's wild to me. That that just doesn't even seem possible that you could have. Wait, does the does the Potomac go through Maryland? Yeah, it's what separates us from like Virginia and West Virginia, but it's like at the bottom. I think there's a lot separating you guys from West Virginia. I just want to <laughs> say that. <laughs> well, like when I was, you know, back in Virginia in June, like there's a certain like me and my brother went to a brewery and distillery. But the road we were on, you can go from like West Virginia into Virginia into Maryland in about like 30 minutes. Like it gets Whoa. Maryland gets real tiny at a little spot. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense, actually. I actually, uh, man, I hate this, but I always talk to Maryland people now because of you. Like on the elevator the other day, this girl had like a crab sticker on her luggage. And I was like, hmm, Maryland people, huh? And she was like, oh, no, I'm just um, bringing some stuff back for a client, whatever. And I was like, I was going to say, you guys are pretty rare in these part of the woods. She's like, oh, yeah, they're from Maryland. But like, I'm like, they, I was like, that color combination, like, you can't miss it. They always let everybody know. <laughs> like a checkered crab. Like, it stands out. <laughs> and her reaction exactly. Oh no, it's a friend's. That's why I'm not putting the Austin sticker on the Yeti. Dude, that's it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we both wanted to say that, but we were a little scared. It's like, you know, uh, like I'm happy I sent it to you, but probably not the move. <laughs> Enjoy the koozie. Enjoy the microphone. <laughs> like how we're talking about the sticker, like not to mention the actual microphone and stuff. <laughs> Hey man, you know, it's, here's the thing. I feel like sometimes on this podcast, we're able to to work through some of the details of unwritten rules and guy code, you know, and that certainly is sort of an unwritten rule, <laughs> but yeah, it was also right. a gift, right? So you feel bad throwing it away. Two unwritten rules going head to head. You know, it's so weird. I'd feel more comfortable just putting that right, like on my refrigerator. Like, ah, I can't put it on the Yeti. Somebody might ask me. Like, what if somebody walked in your home and goes, you've been to Austin? I'm like, nah, Cobb lives there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's totally true. Oh, speaking of Maryland, uh, this weekend, I went and uh, tailgated the Husky game. By the way, 
massive win for the Huskies. Good on them. Oh, go dogs, baby. That was sick. Yeah, fucking bow down. And dude, mm-hmm. there was so many Michigan State fans in town. Like I booed some on Thursday. And then by like Friday, <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, right. By Friday, they were everywhere, like in the market. Like everybody was telling stories. I was in a speakeasy, speakeasy when or Friday night in West Seattle. We walk in, and I'm just like, "God damn, Sparty, how'd you find the speakeasy?" And the guy's like, "Ah, like they're my friends. I got them in town." And I was like, "All right." Like they were everywhere, and then like Saturday. Right. They're all on the light rail. They're having fun. We're BSing with them. But I'm wearing that gold Maryland shirt. So I easily mm-hmm. could be a Husky fan. Like, anyhow, so we go to the tailgate and then I know you guys are going to say it's too deep of a reference. But if you're a massive Michigan State fan, would you get it if I walked by you and said, hey, don't shoot yourself today or don't shoot yourself walking up the stairs? I would not. Matt? No, but I know uh, nothing about Michigan State. Do you know? <laughs> All right. Do you remember a wide receiver named Plaxico Burris? Yes. NFL? Oh, wow. Yeah. When he shot himself in the leg or something, okay. right? In a he home played invasion? at Michigan State. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was a deep reference. I thought it was great. Don't shoot yourself in the leg. <laughs> Did you say that to somebody? Oh, yeah. I said it to like four or five people. And then I was like. <laughs> Also, the Persians won. And people were like, dude, that's wrong. <laughs> like, oh, they're Spartans. They they get what I'm getting at. <laughs> dude, that that win, honestly, what's uh what's UW's new quarterback's name? I don't even know. I was just out I there don't know why the beers screaming. Ah man, that guy can throw. He's got an arm. He was just laying like little buttons everywhere. Yeah, so we tailgate that game. Those people were fired up. I also was giving them crap. I'm like, I'm a Maryland fan. I don't even care. Uh, But they were, I wouldn't say they were arrogant, but I'd say the word is smug. They're 11th in the country. It's a beautiful day. It was supposed to be cloudy. Sun was out. Everybody's tailgating like 430, 445 kickoff. And like, yeah, they were kind of smug. They had no, no worries in the world. And then Washington just beat their butts. Yeah, I mean, the goal line stands were pretty impressive for Michigan. They had those two, but the receiving core of UW was just running rampant. What's uh, uh, Paulus or something? What's that guy's name with the P on his last? I, for, I, just, about? I just know how much talent Washington has, so they shouldn't have been that bad last year. Yeah, they're, they're stacked. I, I, I was impressed. I watched the highlights, uh, like the long kind of 15-minute version of the highlights. Damn, dude. UW's got a team this year. All right. So we go and tailgate, right? Also, I brought uh, Mike Hawk and his wife. They've never been to a college tailgate. but I think it blew their mind. Like, Mike, as soon as Mike shows up, I look over and this guy's like, you doing a shot of Crown Apple with him? And I was like, yeah. And I'm like, Mike, how do you know these guys? He's like, I don't. <laughs> I was like, ah, welcome to the tailgate culture. <laughs> I mean, Cobb, you would have loved it. We're playing flip cup. It starts with like three on three. It ends with like combined tables, like eight, seven or eight on eight. There's yes. like hot chick standing next to me. I'm just like, you guys ready to win? And they're like, what? I'm like, this side doesn't fucking lose. So I'm just asking if you're ready to win. <laughs> trust the system, Alabama. <laughs> right. So then afterwards, oh, trust the process. Damn it. Trust Sorry. the process. Uh, 
I was going to say, then we get back on the light rail, go up to Northgate, then uh, Thrill and his wife were having a crab feast with Maryland blue crabs. So I show up already in good form. The crabs are ready. They get put out of the table. And then I forget people that aren't, you know, from Maryland and aren't crazy about eating crabs. Like people don't know how to pick them. So thrill, like, so I see like Thrill's mom and his wife telling him something. He's like, all right, everybody, you need to learn how to pick a crab. Ted's going to do a tutorial. I was like, oh, I am. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like you got to flip the key and pull his arms off. Right. And this and that. And then people are kind of frozen for like five minutes. And finally, Thrill's mom's like, dude, we got to put crabs on their table. They're not just going to sit here with you. And like, I'm sitting there with like two other people. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah. But like everybody loved it. Like I didn't go last year, but they were saying they had a bunch of crabs left over. Not this year. There was coolers full of light beer, like plenty of booze. If that was your thing, there was a whole smoking section that I was in like most of the afternoon and then just crushing blue crabs like right, just wow. just a great time. Wow. Wait. So, dude, I, I mean, I don't know how to eat a crab, but how does something like that work in terms of getting Maryland blue crab in Seattle? Is that rare or can you just like go into the grocery store? Is that like a big you, you know can, what I mean? So you can find blue crabs, but you got to go to like the Asian markets. But a lot of times they just have females. And just the way I grew up, like you can't eat female blue crabs. And everybody's like, but they're already in the tanks. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But then you like, perpetuate the system. Yeah. yeah I'm it with seems you. like poor form. So the ones they got that were steam Maryland style, they ordered from a place in Maryland and got them shipped out. And then you just like warm them up. Wow. So wait. So, OK. Yeah. Yeah, man. Steamed shrimp, like pasta salads. The main thing was just crabs and shrimp. I could sit there for hours, <clears throat> crush light beers, eat crabs and shrimp. Do you dip them or what? Like, what are we doing? I dip them in vinegar and then a little Old Bay. Some people dip them in butter. Of course. You know? <laughs> right. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> so, so, all right. So, but now after we're kind of getting done eating, right? Like I go inside and, uh, Matt, you've been to Thrill's house back in the day. Yeah. So upstairs, like I put on the Maryland game, but I keep coming in and people are putting on the Husky game. And finally, his wife's like, dude, it's a bigger TV downstairs. I go, I thought the Husky fans wanted it. She's like, no. And I was like, all right. So I go down to the basement. Terps are playing Southern Methodist University, SMU. So I'm down there getting rowdy. Mike, Mike's down there. He's hanging out. Uh, the, another guy named Mike, who we're calling new Mike. So like, but, it, you know, Maryland, Maryland's in a, in a dog fight. And like every once in a while, somebody comes downstairs and is like, man, the Huskies are giving it to Michigan State. Like they're not going to lose this game. Like they're they're crushing them. So I go out to get beers and I come back in. Everybody's like, like, what's going on? And I'm like, because I got like four beers in my hand. I'm like, I'll tell you what's going on. You guys are up here having the game of your lives. It's like I'm in that basement fighting for my life against fucking SMU. It's a it's a battle down here, boys. Dude, here's a, here's a real question for the podcast listeners. Were you wearing the tight Under Armour tactical shirt? That's the real question. Yes. Were you suited up or not? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Hell yeah, Ted. <laughs> Like to the point of even when I was putting it on, I said to I said to my buddy Sean, I go, we were just talking about this. Like I could just wear a hoodie and shorts, but no, nope, I'm gonna put this on underneath and then a another Under Armour shirt over top. 
Dude, I mean, you, you got to be ready. You know, you never know when you're going to get the call up. But honestly, you didn't know it was going to be a nail biter game. It's probably a good thing you had that on. I'm sure there was some sweat, maybe running some drills in the basement. I feel like, you know, better to err on the side of, of being ready. Yeah, well, it's funny also, too, by this point. Like, I mean, I've been we've been drinking all day <laughs> and every once in a while. People are just like, oh, it just sounds so much more exciting down here. Like, what's going on? I'm like, now it's fucking 28 28 it's fourth quarter <laughs> and then i'm teaching people the fight song i mean you know me like if we're watching a primetime maryland game i'm gonna rally the boys up see okay think about that like how much would it have killed your buzz if somebody's like hey man you've been to austin see a little <laughs> sticker on there <laughs> you're just like i know i seem authentic through and through i'm cracking maryland blue crab i'm cheering for the team here in the basement i'm wearing my under armor but like damn it i've never been like it just it's not authentic it just doesn't flow i'm sorry but it just doesn't flow yeah well it's like i mean it's like tennessee like i don't mind singing their fight song and loving it because like i've been to knoxville yep i agree <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you got to get down there for a UT game. For sure. Oh, yeah. And that, honestly, this year, the team's pretty good, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like, it, well, yeah, that's a way longer conversation. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little celebrity gossip, boys. I'm here for it. All right. What do we are got? We, uh, are we up to date on Adam Levine? Um, I'm going to say person from the black or the black keys maroon five maroon five okay okay i actually feel valid okay yeah i feel like the black keys are a much better band than maroon five yeah but like similar type of genre i don't know yeah i'm i I was in the right ballpark in my mind i got you you're not wrong i'm just a black keys defender i'm always annoyed we never played more of them but i'm losing the plot here so adam levine lead singer maroon five he's also on the voice like he's pretty famous uh yeah so a girl comes out yesterday and makes like a tiktok video and like showing dms and it's like like i cheated with like i was his mistress for a year like you know like i was young blah 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 but i didn't talk to him for a year and then he hit me up and asked me if i minded that he named his kid the same name as me so in a nutshell the whole story is just like adam levine got called out right so then, of course, this morning, now, when you see that, like, I guess you got to say something. But Adam Levine comes out this morning over the top and it's like, this is completely false. Like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, was I flirtatious in DMs? Yes. But like, I never did anything. Which I thought was a random. I don't know if I would have gone that method. Right. So then, of course, by the time I left work this afternoon, there's all these other girls like, oh, yeah, he's been in my DMs, too. So it's like. That's why I wanted to bring it up. It's like, dude, if you know you've been sliding to DMs, like, why are you going to put out a press release? Like, I don't know. Like, it's like we haven't even reached the eye of the hurricane yet. And you're like, this isn't a real storm. <laughs> you know, I, I like to think that it's like that old school Hollywood publicist mentality of like, this will go away. Like, this is, you know, open the standing, standing operating, whatever, standard operating procedures book, go to page seven, run the play, you know? trust the system or trust yeah trust the, process. trust the process but uh yeah it sounds like it's blowing up in his face and uh i'm happy that that was like that uh what's that guy uh army hammer i don't know if you guys watched that documentary but same same type of deal wait so what's this is this guy married i'm assuming since he's having a kid 
Uh, he's having his third kid with a Victoria's Secret model. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm looking up his, his girl right now. That's <clears throat> How are you going to cheat on a Victoria's Secret model, man? Man. Yeah, I, also, I also think he he's like his dad or somebody was like a famous producer or something in Hollywood. It's like Mr. Levine has grown up in a very nice life, but has a, I don't know. There's a lot of like tough looking tattoos and stuff. Like I, I'm just not the biggest fan of the dude. Boys, the internet is going wild right now. I typed in the word Adam and the number two search is Adam Levine wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, this is a massive story. The hottie Prince Lou. Jesus. Yeah, she's a Victoria's Secret model for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I guess like my question is like I, that's I'm just like why you've been in everybody's DMs you know like if one girl brings it up the other ones are gonna bring it up like you're Adam Levine like you're on the Voice you're the lead singer of Maroon Five you have moves like Jagger that was your fucking song like I don't know I would have just waited it out seen what seen what happened wait so you would have done nothing it, yes or you got to come out and be like ah I was in a you know basically he said everything. Because he was like, I was in a tough part of my life. It was flirtatious, but I didn't cheat on my wife. And it's like, all right, so you're already admitting you were sliding into DMs. I'm like, I, I don't know. I would have just waited a couple of days. And then on Friday, been like, yeah, I was, I was, I don't know. I was bad. I, I don't know. <laughs> but putting Wait, so that no- up this, this morning seemed, seemed premature. Yeah, seemed a little preemptive. Wait, so no, no girl has come forward and said he actually cheated with me? No, that's what the first girl said. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so, and he's saying, I don't know who she is. Never heard of her? Uh, No, she, yeah, she's, that's her whole point. She's like, well, now I'm like an influencer, but back then I wasn't. I was like young and naive, which she knew he was married. So that's a whole nother conversation, but. Okay. Now I'm seeing her like dressed up for the runway for Victoria's Secret. <laughs> and uh, we just we we just jumped to hyperspeed, boys. Wow, that's wow. And save, cool, good talk. <laughs> really productive uh, episode tonight, boys. Yeah, <laughs> I really thought he'd have some thoughts on this one. You know, I I mean, I I feel like well, okay. You you think it was preemptive? I think. At that point, you're already cu- your arm is stuck in a bear trap. And first of all, like if you wanted to prevent this, you probably shouldn't have done it in the first place. That's my feeling. Agree, hundred percent. So it's like you know, at the the truth, you've already given up any hope of saving your marriage, in my opinion. At that point, maybe you know because of the kids, I don't know, but it's going to be loveless for a long time, possibly forever. Um, why not? come oh, i don't know god if i'm what do you do at that point i just would never put myself in that position but since he did i mean at that point god i don't know yeah you probably i think i'm with you ted i think you you lie low for a couple of days and just kind of see which way the wind's blowing you know yeah, but i do like, think eventually you have to address it i think eventually you probably do but i guess what i'm saying is like you're sitting at home you know she's not going to be the only one you know what I mean? Like, people, what's the old saying? People don't get caught speeding the first time. Whoa, Ted Smith. 
Ted, for being single, you know a lot about relationships. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what not to do. Apparently, uh, yeah, it's I like us I, with it's like us with parenting, dude. We like to throw out a lot of advice. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I don't know, dude. I would have given it a couple days. Like, I get you got to address it, but it's like, I don't, in the back of his mind, he's got to be like, well, more of this is going to show up. And also, like, you're Adam Levine. You're just throwing out hell marys on Instagram and DMing people. That seems yeah. that seems really loose and fast, my man. Well, you know, I mean, maybe he thought, yeah, you would think like, okay, you have access to some incredible looking people. Like, why would you not have that conversation in person? But the flip side is it's not like he's with those people in private. I mean, he's meeting them at public events and stuff. So that may almost be worse. Maybe in his mind, he's thinking like, oh, I just, you know, slide in digitally and nobody even knows it happened. But I don't know. The flip side of that is like, there's a written paper trail. You're Adam Levine. You're the host yeah. of the, the voice. You wrote moves like Mick Jagger. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. Like, you knew more was going to come out. Yeah. Like, that thing's getting screenshotted every time. It's getting passed <laughs> around at least to their like immediate girls group, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. It's, it's dicey. I, Personally, I'm just always against people cheating on people only because I feel like, you know, if you want to have the the conversation with them about opening things up or whatever, that's one thing. But people need to be operating with accurate information in deciding to stay with you or not stay with you. That's my personal feeling. Yeah, I'm with you. Also, I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> <laughs> You've been to Austin? Tell us. <laughs> right. I remember coming home from a trip in Vegas once. This girl's like, she's like, be honest. Did you cheat on me? I was like, what? what are you talking about? She's like, I talked to you last night. You were really hammered. I was like, yeah, did I sound like the kind of guy that was in any shape that he was going to go out and meet up with a bunch of chicks in Vegas? <laughs> I was yeah, like, I was pulling like, hot was- tail on blackout. But I'm pretty sure I was falling asleep in the on a couch in the middle of the place, <laughs> which I was. Because <laughs> when everybody else got home from the bars, they were like, "Dude, you got to get off the couch." <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, two more quick things, then we'll take a break. Just everybody, just be prepared. It's going to be a long year. Seahawks. That was the team I expected to see this weekend. Like they're they're not very good. We won the Super Bowl week one. Correct. I know. I was like, even on Saturday night, people weren't Seahawks fans. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they pulled that one out. I was like, no. Like, it, I'm not. I'm just trying to be a realist here with, with our fan base and with each other. Like, it's okay. There's still stuff to cheer for. Like, it was Brett's birthday. Like, I went and watched the game. I'm going to watch the game this week after uh, Pub League. But it's like, man, it's going to be a long freaking year. Peak at the right time, Ted. Peak at the right time. They're just we're luring him into our trap right now. It's the Pete Carroll system, man. Trust the process. You got a Seahawks flag behind you. I know, right? I, I got a Seahawks flag behind me, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna be bad. Like, just gotta be honest. You're allowed to say it. So, what was the over under? Was it five and a half at the beginning of the the projected win total? The win, yeah. Okay. It was five and a half. Because I took the over with you for six, right? I believe so. So yes. that I, week one was a big one. Yeah. Look, I think I think they beat the Bucks in Germany just because it's a weird game and 
Tom yeah. Brady's going through it right now. But like, mm-hmm. I just don't see the Seahawks winning a ton of more games other than that. Yeah, no, we have a, we have a little friendly wager on just getting. I just want him to get six wins. <laughs> That's it. And then well, it's like it's a yeah. fun target to root for. Yeah. And I tell everybody, I go, look, I it's not like I'm going to stop cheering for him, not have fun watching the game. It's just going to be a long year. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said Tom Brady's going through it. Is he cheating on a Victoria's Secret model as well? No. The scuttlebutt on that is that Giselle's pissed that he's playing another year. She wants him done with football, but she is one of the most famous Victoria's Secrets model. Wait, but okay. <laughs> All right. This I have thoughts on. Okay. She All wants right. him done with football, right? You think about <clears throat> just let's talk about some basic psychology here. You, you think about the type of person. The mentality it takes to become the number one quarterback, maybe of all time. That's really for Ted to decide, but a really well-known yes. quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So like the mentality it takes that you have to be such an intense, you know, extreme goal-seeking behavior type person to get to that level. You think that guy is just going to be like real chill sitting around the house on a Sunday? And what about every other day? That guy's practicing five, six days a week right now, minimum, right? Plus, you know, icing and whatever, all that stuff. Like, you take all that away. Like, how is Tom Brady spending his time? Like, he is going to, like, hound you every second of every day. Like, he's going to make some drastic change and crazy changes to his life. So he's just not going to chill, go with you to the local bakery, and then go play a game of golf, you know? Like, we're talking about, like, Michael Jordan-type level athletes, Tiger Woods, like, these people are obsessive. You don't get to that level by extreme people get extreme results. I always say that. Like, you don't get to that level by just being like a normal chill dude who's like, oh, I'm done with football. Now I'm going fishing with my buddies. Hell no. Like, I mean, look, she I, she doesn't she doesn't want that smoke. She thinks she wants that smoke. She don't want that smoke. Trust me. Three years from now, there's gonna be some something rocky going on in their marriage. And it's just because, like, hey, Tom's home all the time. Like now I have to eat lunch in my car to get away from him. You know, it's gonna be insane. I promise well, look, you. I agree with you, but I also can fathom at what is he, 45 years old now? While she's like, I don't want to watch giant dudes bashing bashing you into the ground. Age just a number, Ted Smith. Age just hey, a number. I mean, right. He's Tom Brady. Like his whole life is football. It's like that's going to come first. And if he can keep playing, then of course he's going to keep playing. And you'd hate to see anything. I think from her side, it's just like it's still football. Something drastic could happen, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I get where Tom's coming from. Like, he's still Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, and he's still good. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You know, you always see it with boxers who are, you know, they don't want to hang it up. We're like, thank God we didn't see Elvis get old. You know, it's like Elvis was at his peak, but like, you know, a lifestyle of, of drugs and loose women and being on the road, like, does not help you age kindly or gracefully. You know, no, you're right. And boxers are the worst. Boxers and MMA fighters, like, right? Because I think Dana White finally told Chuck Liddell, like, you got to stop. Like, you're just getting knocked out every fight. Like, this isn't good for you. We're not going to keep doing this. Well, and not only stop, they don't let him appear. They don't let him talk on camera. Um, And, you know, that's not um, that's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. So I'm with you. But, yeah, the Tom Brady stuff is kind of kind of wild. And then this weekend, there was a little scuffle when they were playing the Saints. And uh, Matt, you saw it. No. All right. So there's a there's like a cornerback and a wide receiver kind of John. I was going to say Tom Brady gets down there. He starts John at the cornerback and then the cornerback gets in his face and the wide receiver from the Bucks, Mike Evans, who's super good, 
just runs over and just like uses his shoulder and just decks the cornerback. So then there's like a little scuffle, right? But today, all this slow-mo video came out of Mike Evans talking to the referee and you can see him mouth. He's like, it's, he goes, it's fucking Tom Brady. Like, what did you like? What did you want me to do? He's like, basically like, come on, man. It's Tom Brady. He's my quarterback. I got to do something. Yeah. (laughs) And he's 45. (laughs) Yeah. You can't have, you can't have a defensive back, like pushing up on Tom Brady. Like, like, I think it's football. If you're playing a play, hit him. But like, yeah, I get where Mike Evans is coming from. Like school Tom Brady enforcer mentality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Celebrity gossip edition of the podcast. We'll take a break here. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back from another exciting commercial break. As always, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Mr. Cobb, do we have some emails? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you always make me think of Wayne's World when they had the, uh, like they were doing their show and they had the suck cut on, like that vacuum, <laughs> vacuum hair clipper <laughs> thing. It sucks and it cuts. Well, it certainly does suck. Um, okay. First email, uh, subject line, yum. Oh, no, it's yum. yum. Boys, it pains me to be the bearer of bad news, but the Red Robin on the Seattle waterfront has closed down. RIP thoughts and prayers. I do have a good story. My buddy told me about that red Robin though. And boys, I pre-read these emails because I'm a professional. Uh, (laughs) This story is actually pretty rad. Uh, So my friend knows somebody who used to work there. And apparently one day an employee got fired and proceeded to throw all of the outdoor furniture, tables, and chairs into Elliott Bay. LARP on. Day one listener and occasional emailer. <laughs> For people listening from around the country, this is Puget Sound. Like, there's no coming back from that. It's That's... deep, dark, cold water. Yeah, I mean, like, legit <laughs> that deep. Yeah, like, that That could cost them, honestly, like, $100,000 to get all that back. Like, you would need a diver and a crane. It does suck that one's closed, though. We were talking about how nice that one is. Yeah, apparently the people who uh, own, who are behind the Met and uh, Wing Dome, I did a little research because I wasn't sure if I uh, believed it or not, but apparently the people who are behind the Met, Steakhouse, and Wing Dome are about to open a spot down there. So, RIP to one of the greatest to ever play the game, Red Robin Waterfront. Shed a that was tear. really the last one in town, too. You know, they're all out in the burbs. Right, because now you got to go to like Northgate. Woodenville. Like South Center, Woodenville. Yeah. And that is a bummer. But with that said, with the light rail, I feel like I go to that one in Northgate at least like once a month. I believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I didn't know what to say. Yeah, that that, that sounds about right. There, but yeah, God is convenient. <laughs> All right. Um, subject line random. Well, boys, this will be random. Ted, I know you like British shows. Uh, you watch right. Still Game on Netflix? I haven't. Well, it's definitely slapstick. It's a must. You guys rock. Keep doing you, boys. Steven. I'm going to look it up right now. Still Game. Yeah, I, I haven't heard of it. Huh. All right. Yeah, I'll get yeah. into it. I, cool. I like any stupid comedy that has an accent. 
<laughs> that did sound like he knows you well. Yeah, right. I mean, Christ Almighty, I started watching Seinfeld again. I think I've seen that whole series like four times. Good. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. <laughs> I will say, I was watching one last night. It's like when they park in a handicap handicap space, and like, there's like a there's a lot of stuff on that show that is super funny, but like they would it would never fly today. Nope. Yeah. Different time. Different time. Oh, all right. Well, let's check in with what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out with what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out with what's happening. All right. Um. I don't think we talked about this last week. I think it showed up on Wednesday um, after I saw you guys. I got a I got a desktop vaporizer that you put the bags on. It's not a volcano, but it's like a volcano. Um, and that's been a game changer. Um, I used to hear from like kind of the vape elitists, you know, about like, oh, you combusting the weed with the lighter. And like, they're all so pretentious about it. And like, I am a vape elitist now. I would like to virtue signal about how much better the flavor is, how it feels on your lungs and throat. Um, totally worth the investment. You keep it clean. That bag will stay so, so smoky, so cloudy. It's just vapor. <laughs> it's not smoke. Sorry. I keep doing that. <laughs> All right. But that's the different. investment. The that's investment. Different. That's different than like vape pens, right? Because I feel like the Correct. vape pens are harsh on my throat. Correct. Vaping flour the way it's meant to be. Um, yeah. Is it's a lifestyle, Ted, I would say. All right. Um, also, the smoke has time to cool down. Or the vapor. Yeah. yeah it's, it's in that bag. You can just smoke it whenever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I highly recommend uh, looking into it. I think I got the Ariser XQ2. And yeah, it's it's great. You know, you got to keep it clean, though. Like that screen will clog up and you got to hit it with Q-tip with rubbing alcohol if you want to keep those bags looking pretty. Um, but man, yeah, you save weed, too. It's just like... I don't know how many bong rips I would have ripped through, you know, but it just lasts so much longer in there. So, yeah, I know we got a, a good crowd. And like as a health guy, you know, now I can really hop on my high horse about weed. So this is going to be great. But we do have listeners that enjoy cannabis that like being healthier. And I just want to put it out there for yeah, one of the. One of the flower vaporizers, because those vape pens, yeah, they're pretty harsh, I found. <laughs> like I remember hearing that when everybody started vaping concentrates. And every time I did a dab or hit one of those pens, I was hacking up my lungs. I got way too high by mistake. Yeah, I mean, I contend like like the little vape pens, like they're easy and the, you know, like they're I don't know, they're just easier to deal with. But I feel like like it, they hurt they hit much harder and hurt much more, like coffin wise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they get points for discretion and convenience and all that fun stuff for sure. Um, but we got the vape set up with a desktop one with the bags. We were just doing bags like for like a couple days. And then I did a bong rip and it was so disgusting, boys. It was harsh. Like, I couldn't believe that I lived like that before. Um, 
<laughs> some yeah, some doors you pass through only once. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I thought I was so cool with my bong rips. I thought I was a great guy doing that many bong rips. And now I did one and I was like, who is that monster back there in the rear view mirror? Like, <laughs> goodness. So unsophisticated. So yeah. unrefined. God, has some class, dude. Um, <laughs> I also like they were talking about weed on like a high level, but it sounds so druggy. Like, that yeah, just doing bags now. Yeah, just ripping bags <laughs> to the face, bro. It's it's so health conscious of me and responsible <laughs> adulty. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of responsible and adulty, can I tell you my favorite part? The words to use to describe it, the investment, <laughs> like just from a finance background, like the investment in my desktop weed vaporizer worth the investment, Cobb. I think what he's looking Dude, for, I is, love that he's looking for is what's it? Uh, the R or the RPO, the, <laughs> no, the RPI, Jesus, RPOs run past option. <laughs> Return ROI, return on investment. ROI, yeah, great ROI. But Matt, I'd like to talk to you about a little thing called accelerated depreciation, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you gotta keep it clean. That's what I said. Number one, prevent depreciation. Number two, a half ounce would last a week with a bong, and it just lasted two. Just, that actually okay right, weirdly right. i actually will ride with that because we had a volcano at like my first apartment with my boys and you're actually not wrong it does weirdly save money and probably saves health costs over the long term yeah we i hate really that i agree but i'm actually i back this yeah yeah so so that's been that's probably the big news in my life uh well if you're a client of mine then you heard some other news but that's a different story um i also all right, so I switched over to a safety razor a while ago, um, kind of because of our boy Lance, um, and just wanting to, you know, try it out. It's great. So I'm, I'm a big safety razor guy now. Um, and the I safety my, razor, yeah, to shave, as opposed to like a regular blade, like the disposable ones or the plastic. Like these, are like the old school metal ones, not a straight razor. Right. But like the old school, like you put in one of those double sided blades on the top and close it. And then right. it looks it's like metal. It's heavier. And you can just really feel that blade on your skin doing the thing. It's it's awesome. It's addicting. You feel is it better? Yeah. Yeah. It gets closer. There's less irritation and in, in grown hairs. And yeah, I'm a big, big fan of my safety razor. Um, I just got it because it's on sale at Bed Bath and Beyond, and Lance was talking it up one day, and then I got hooked. Um, and uh, I style my hair. I have a hairbrush, and my safety razor, and my hairbrush, just didn't have a place. And so Tyler helped me create this like custom out of clay. She did a little. She helped a lot, but she was not the chief artist or designer. I was, but with clay, um, she consulted, and I. I sculpted my own little custom brush and safety razor holder combo. And then I painted the whole thing and I have this awesome little piece of pragmatic art with like mountains and a moon and a river on it. And I mean, I was just, yeah, I was, it was a great arts and crafts, uh, you know, culmination since I saw you last. I think I started that project before last week, but it's done. I have a custom safety razor and hairbrush holder. I mean, I think Cobb and I can talk for a minute. Go get that thing. Oh, that's 
good point. I'll be right back. Sorry. He's talking about how much time he made doing this. I'm like, dude, go get it. Yeah, seriously. Let's see this thing. It is nice, you know, when you do stuff for yourself. I feel like yeah. sometimes, and Ted, I'm sure you can relate to this. Sometimes we come last in our own worlds, you know? Oh, 100%. Like, like I, something like that requires some planning and some thought, you know, and, and he'll get to enjoy it for years. Sorry, what were we going to say? Yeah, I'm with you. I have a hard enough time to say no to stuff. Oh, my God. I know. Dude, yeah. I was having the same issue this week. Whoa. Wow. Wait, so what? Yeah. So it holds the, the razor on the bar that's there and then the. Yeah. Um, and whoa. the brush goes in there. And you can see I put mountains on it. There's the moon. There's a river on the back. Um, it looks like a little national park, and that's the bench that the safety razor sits on. Um, All right, I see. It's almost like you're back at uh, uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah. Or Grand Canyon, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just kind of high, f***ing around with paint, you know, and then she varnished it and helped with a little bit of the structural stuff, making sure it held. Um, but... Kind of tough to find a custom, you know, hold this hairbrush and a safety razor thing on Amazon or Etsy or whatever. And so she was messing. She does real art with clay. That's like awesome. She's got some great sculptures that she just finished up. But I was like, uh, do you think we could use some leftover clay so I could have stand for my brush and my safety razor? <laughs> well, I will say the fact you made that out of clay attests to how well the volcano works. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Matt, you are you are the personification of the imagination of some stoner kid in high school right now. He's like telling you what, man, when I get older, dude, ooh, just giant tabletop volcano, just making clay, man, training people in the gym. I, like I same, always same gym you work at now, like no, a way better one, like the best gym in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Globo gym, baby. That's awesome, dude. I'm pumped for you. That thing yeah. looks cool too. Yeah, so some pragmatic art it's very fun oh, i like it yeah and yeah so that's uh yeah it's been an exciting week all right uh before we get to uh the cob topic i forgot to mention you guys we've been to festivals together we've seen some crazy shows last weekend swedish house mafia descended on seattle and i was oh, there yeah. it was it was awesome dude <laughs> It was so good. I don't know that I've ever seen more pyro inside an arena than I did with that show. Wow. Wow. It was that climate pledge. Yeah. I mean, it, it blew me away, dude. Like, I always knew I liked that, I guess, trio, EDM trio. But like, I mean, they come out with Greyhounds, right? like one of their big hits. And then like in the middle of the set, I was like, wait a minute, I know this song. And I kind of forgot like, oh, yeah, they're also DJs. So they were just like kind of mixing in a couple hits like like pop or like one was like a rap song one i thought was a country song and then like they finished with their bangers but i mean it was super cool man i had so much fun it was a wednesday night me and the mayor were in there dancing we were in a suite having fun making friends <laughs> Kyle, i ran into some people you were camping with at burning man and like, oh outside. nice and joe's in there like Joe's like, no, 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 you know, Ted. And they're like, no, And I was like, yeah, we know all this. We know some of the same people, but I, I don't actually know you guys. They're like, oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it was. I, I just was blown away. Like I talked to Taryn the next day and I was like, dude, like I've never thought about going to a giant, just pure EDM festival. But I was like, I, I want to go to one now. 
like the lights wow. and everything. It was it was that good, dude. Like I want to go to like EDC or like Tomorrowland or like one of those shows. Oh yeah, well you know I'll be an easy sell. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the one dude I was talking, he's like, oh, I've been to Tomorrowland. I'm at, and he's like, yeah, it's mostly just EDM. But like again, the guy was like a a, a guide for like fishing stuff and like runs a fly shop. Like not the guy you would pick to be like, oh, massive EDM guy. Yeah. I mean, it's always like, oh, do you like cool lights and beautiful people and amazing music? Come with me. You know, like the easiest <laughs> sale in the world. I'm like, uh, e- yes. Where do I sign? And like, and like, I know everybody says it, but like they were like, also, Cobb, they just it's just one giant deck and all three of them are on there. And there's three giant screens. So you can watch each guy doing his own thing. But they were like, Seattle, like, we're really feeling it tonight for Wednesday. And I was like, I think they are feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. Drinking vodka and tap water. <laughs> Jesus, dude. And, I'll, and and for people who, <clears throat> well, for everyone, because this is a podcast, but we have video. Matt just brought out what I would characterize as a cotton candy sized bag of <laughs> vapor. Yeah. Bigger, yeah, that's like the full, like the giant thing of cotton candy that you get at like the county fair size no. bag of just weed so can you smoke a whole bag or oh, no yeah not in one ridiculous hit, but yeah i think this one's just for me i, I don't know you, the high school fantasy came further to life my smoking hot girlfriend brought this to me while i sat here <laughs> well i was gonna say that's the other thing i'm talking about swedish house mafia matt just walks away holds the mic down and then his girl just runs in a vape bag <laughs> <laughs> It's like, dude, you're the in a lot of respects, and you are the American dream. I hate to say it, but damn, bro, that's like dead, dead. Swedish House Mafia sounds great, but look at this guy. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to change a thing. <laughs> like it was an amazing show. Like, yeah, I'm having an amazing show here, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm living an amazing I can life. Picture it now, Ted. So much better than when you started it. Thanks to this giant bag of vapor that was brought to me. God damn it. All right. Well, before you hit it again, I think it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Yeah, just in case there was any question about whether or not we're about that lifestyle on this podcast. <laughs> um uh all right. So uh this one's you know. <clears throat> Some people might view this as kind of a downer topic, but I always, I don't know, I guess um, if you've listened this far, you're not going to stop listening now. Um, I just kind of get curious about where people are at on stuff and how things are going to play out. And I think in general, the average people in mass are really good at guessing uh, the average of everyone's guesses kind of ends up being about where things end up, whether that's a stock price or a ball game or whatever. So I am curious, boys, and, and also people listening at home. Um, so obviously, there's this whole situation in Ukraine, um, you know, going back and forth. I, I don't need to fill it in. People know about it, what they know about it, whether that's up to date or not. What um, what do you guys think is going to happen? How does this thing end or go forward or where are we at a couple of years from now? Well, like the war in Ukraine? Or like the yeah, world yeah. in general. Yeah, war in Ukraine and, you know, whatever spirals out of that or doesn't spiral out of that or whatever. So anyway, feel free to email us. Literally the word email at thepodcast.com. Um, yeah. What is going to happen with Ukraine? That's the that's the topic. 
I mean, that's a tough one because I don't know that I know enough about it. But what from what I can tell is I don't I don't think that went anywhere as nearly as smooth as Russia thought it would go. And I think they thought they're going to have a lot more support from other countries and other massive countries. And it just didn't happen. And then. I don't know. It just I thought they were going to roll in there and dominate. And thankfully, the Ukraine people fought back and said, it's like, ah, looks like don't look like they're going to take that over. Do you feel like Russia walks? I mean, I feel like eventually they're going to have to figure out something, right? I mean, how long can you? I don't know. It seemed it seemed like a crazy, ridiculous thing when they started, but I I think they were thinking other world leaders were going to jump in behind them, and it just hasn't happened. Like at a, when it first started, I was like, "Oh, this could be World War Three," but now I'm like, I don't know if it is because Ukraine and the people fighting for them have put up a good scrap. Yeah, they really have. Um, yeah, I remember at the beginning, I mean, it feels almost like, you know, Russia was just riding their reputation from the 80s as, you know, these like badasses and then nothing really happened. But like we just assumed Putin still got it, you know, like he's old school back to that era. And then it's like they've just they may not be as intimidating as we once thought. You like they certainly don't have the military level, like you know the the U.S. The, you know the sophistication that that we do. Where like I was thinking about, I think they're getting kind of exposed. Uh, you know, they're definitely hurting their own economy. Um, you know, everyone talks about ours, but like I was looking, like the global economy is kind of in the tank or everywhere. So you know. Here in the homeland, it's like, yeah, right. But it's not like there's someone else rearing to take over as number one, like super obviously, it, it, like I thought, um, you know, China's got a, a world of issues over there. And so um, I don't know how it's all going to end with that, but it's certainly exposed, you know, a little bit more of kind of how things are to the point where I'm feeling it could be kind of more of the same business as usual for like longer than I thought. Like I think coming out of COVID and then this is, Oh, it's going to be another crazy huge change. And it's like, maybe Russia's not equipped to take over the world and we can chill. And like China's got a bunch of debt. I don't know what's going on over there, but I don't think their military is as advanced as ours. So maybe things just kind of keep chugging along for a while where, you know, yeah, um, <clears throat> business as usual, so to speak. I don't think uh, I don't know what Putin's ego is going to let happen on that specific issue. You know, like um, it seems like Russia's already kind of lost and could just, you know, pack up their stuff and go home. Be like, sorry, you know, <laughs> and like uh, we just forget that all has kind of a bad look for us. You know, my bad, bro. <laughs> yeah water under the bridge anyone uh but you know he's definitely seems stubborn and like he doesn't want to you know back down per se or admit that it was a dumb idea or he's past his prime or whatever but yeah that's i'm woefully underinformed but that's my impression of things yeah i'm I'm kind of with matt on that one like it seemed like they were just going to roll in there and ukraine was just going to be like all right i guess you have us again but none of that has really happened and I heard last thing I heard is they were just going to announce that it's like they're annexing it. It's like, right. But if, if you don't have control of the country, how can you really annex it? And you're right. Like, I think they expected China to jump in and this and that. And like, and I, again, I, I don't know enough about it. So I'll say that again. So I could be 
completely wrong, but from my from what I can tell, just yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going the way they thought it was. Well, yeah. Well, and don't worry about the disclaimer. I mean, I asked it because it's something that probably the three of us don't know much about. I think it's just fun to just riff on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what the email segment's like next yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, we've established that we're stoners on this cast. Let's just get one thing out of the way. Okay. Yeah, do you really do want like your geopolitical advice from the three of us? Oh, that's a loaded question. You talk about stoners and having popular podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good call. But yeah, I think we're the last three who should be given geo- geopolitical advice. Yeah, right. Pretty fun though. But parenting, <laughs> we got you. <laughs> right. Relationships, we got you. And you guys been married? Nah. <laughs> no, no, hell no. <laughs> oh, you guys had a kid? You sound like you know a lot about parenting. Like, oh, uh, we don't actually. No, no, no. We're, we're still kid, working on, I'm a kid at heart. Yeah. We're still working on Decepticons. <laughs> <laughs> one one step at a time. Well, life here. I could show you how to eat a Maryland crab and eat a bunch of them while then watch college football and rifle cores lights. (laughs) It's a simple life. I'll show you how to load a bag. I mean, easy, man. Easy. Uh, All right. We'll be back uh, next week and hopefully, well, Maryland's got a big one at Michigan Saturday morning. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, Hawks fans Who knows? Feeling too. Whole Michigan yeah, I mean, team could get COVID. Uh, you never know. I mean, the Hawks have the Hawks have Atlanta at home. Like, okay. if there's a win on this schedule, this could be one of them. Yeah, but I didn't know who was coming up. I didn't. I did not say that confidently. That's reassuring a, a little bit. If there's a win on this schedule, this could be one of them. <laughs> I just need six. Peak at uh, the right time, boys. Right. Uh, we're, the Seahawks are going to peak in the goddamn NFL draft in April. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For MCTV, for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>